Ah. How's everybody doing? <laughs> I'm good, man. Got to spend most of my day in the studio doing a little bit of painting. Uh, can't complain. Tight. Yeah. Can't complain. Tight. How you doing, Josh? Oh, I left work early, so that's good. Nice. I want to thank you both for being here. Hey. And uh, the people watching this right now don't know this, but I'm going to redo the intro. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I took like one sip of beer and my world is falling apart. Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode. If you're one of the people who listened to that conversation, I hope you enjoyed it. And thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Cheers, my friends. I want to thank everybody for being here today. Hope you're all doing well out there in the internet land. It's a lovely Thursday afternoon here. I'm sitting here with my friends, Josh and Zach. Josh and Zach, make some noise for the internet. <laughs> Woo, the internet. Woo! I love the internet. It's where I make... All of my money. <laughs> the date that this is going to be uploaded is September 30th. Cool. And the reason why these two gentlemen are sitting here today is because they collaborate together on an event. Now, Zach, what can you tell me about this event? Okay. So the event is called the Spread Love Army Versus Series, which you have been a part of the very first one of all time. We're doing our second one, October 19th. And what it is, is like a battle of the bands, battle of the live painters. For charity. And for those of you that aren't familiar with this, Josh is a musician who plays in the band God Hates Unicorns, mm -hmm. and Zachary Rudder is an artist who does things under the name Zachary Rudder. Yeah. Keep he has a little heart with some things around him. How inventive like is a that? Bus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. oh. That's exactly what the Versus series is all about. Right exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So, the two of them have gotten together, and they are doing this thing for charity where you have bands and painters go against each other and as you mentioned Sykes and the New Violence played the first one yes, up against it. the Moat Rats yes it was a good time fun time honestly my favorite set of the night no offense Josh actually lots of offense <laughs> offense taken but definitely man when like when you came out and did your set it was like the back and forth between you and the Moat Rats it was like it was a really fun dynamic oh, it was cool it was really oh, when cool. you when you slept on the floor it was great <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome hey man you gotta take naps it's important you, yeah so with the spread love versus here, as we mentioned, that it's October 19th is the next one. Mm -hmm. What has, I know that you've already been on a few podcasts and you've talked about the origins of everything mm -hmm. regarding like why you started this, but let's talk about the follow-up, you know, what were some takeaways from the first event that you like learned, maybe some things that didn't work out well, things that worked out well. And like, how are you tweaking this next event to maybe be a little better or did it just yeah. work out? In the way you wanted it to. That's, and that's a great fine. question. I honestly think it it's more on the worked out the way we wanted side, but there were some things that we needed to tweak. I was very concerned with the whole having two stages back and forth in that space, and it ended up working out really well. The sound guy that we had was phenomenal. He'll be back. Yeah, same sound guy again. Uh, there were things that I would like timing more so, like not sure in between sets and stuff, but like trying to like coordinate the basket raffle and things like that with the music and trying to keep everyone engaged. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on with what you're doing and just event planning in general, even just a, a casual event can be a lot of labor, a lot of like mental gymnastics to try to juggle everything you're trying to do. And an event like this is huge because you're basically 
you're already doubling your efforts by having two stages. Yeah. Then you're throwing in the artists, which, okay, now that's complicated. Now yep. you're doing like a charity thing, which, okay, that, there's another layer of complication. So I didn't realize how much work it would be yeah. <laughs> at the very beginning of well, putting this all together. I mean, I, I appreciate like your, your ambition. You're a very like go getter motherfucker. And I like that, right, but you, I think, I think it's, it's funny though. Just kind of like cute how it's like, Oh, I had no <laughs> idea how crazy this was going to be. It's like, yeah, well, you can say you that about the whole thing, like just doing art, <laughs> making music. I'm sure it's all just like, uh, wow, that was hard, you know? Uh -huh. Yeah. No, that, like uh, the event planning side, I really didn't understand how many moving parts were involved because I've done live painting events where I show up and paint and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, but you all you got to do is just show up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you're like coordinating and orchestrating the whole thing, it's like every second of the day up until the day of the event, it's questions, questions, answers, answers all day. Group emails and uh, all oh, that yeah. fun shit talking like six bands, four painters. It's all, you know, fun because no one gets back to you when you want them to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you want to like try to like, you know, book everything way in advance so you have enough time to prepare for everybody hey sound guy we need six microphones we need you know two two mic amps yeah and like no one gets back to you right away you did by the yeah, way yeah you were the first one to get back <laughs> yeah. about all of the equipment i was like yes and then i saw your equipment i was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> The diagram that you had sent out, I was like, this looks like this is like... And you actually prepared <laughs> us for the first one because of that diagram, which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Which is like my band's going to start doing something similar to that because of what we do is because you show up to a show and like, what do you need? Well, here you go. It's already, yeah. it's, it's already ready for you. It, it's so crucial just being a person in our position to be able to like know that the venue is going to be equipped with what you need. Mm -hmm. And if you're not going to have it, you need to... Just let us know what you don't have. And if we want to play the show enough, we'll bring the shit that you don't have so we can make it work. Yeah. yeah. It's just a matter of being transparent and people getting back yeah, to you. So definitely. I always, with doing the podcast and being somebody that plays in bands and does event planning on my own, I understand the concept of like, if somebody messaged you, they probably want to hear back from you sooner than later. So yeah. I always try to do my best to be like, okay, yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. I will get and, back and to I, you and, I, and I'm, I'm a little bit older so i remember the times when you asked for a di was a pain in the ass oh yeah <laughs> like can i get a di for my drum machine or this and that and like i guess yeah it's like now it's that's, standard. that's what i need <laughs> and so that's what we needed to you know find out from people and the, the song guy we had pat was a brilliant the one thing i remember we should do for the next one is the speaker placement because the bar was way overcrowded Oh yeah, like where, yeah. where you where you played? Uh huh. We yeah, move it over like two feet because it was like a line. Yeah, and it was like oh, uh, we gotta figure that out. Yeah, yeah that, you may that's even that's a minor thing though. That's, you may even like maybe want to have like that bar set up and then maybe set up another table where somebody else can do mixed drinks, so you have two different areas yeah. that people could get. Drinks. Well, the venue didn't expect what we brought. Like they sure. definitely didn't think it was gonna be as tight as it was and they only had that one bartender doing the yeah, whole thing yeah. all on her own, they made, so. i think they made more than we donated yeah i, I, believe, I think they did i, I want to say it was almost double what we yeah, <laughs> what they, we they made, made uh, they made over a thousand for that and we, we had 1400 for for our donation so yeah they they were very happy with us that's yeah. awesome Speaking of donations, though, we'll talk about it. So the first time we did this in August, we were donating to the Ronald McDonald House Foundation. This time we're doing the Boys and Girls Club of Western Pennsylvania. So it's exciting to see that these Versus series can help so many different 
like outlets and charities and organizations. So every time we're trying to to circulate and use all these other local like well-known fundraisers and foundations yeah. to work with. So while we're on the conversation of the who, uh, let's talk just real briefly who is going to be playing the event and if any artists have been confirmed for the event. Oh yeah, we've confirmed everybody. Um, that's one thing that we were trying to like like chime in on. It was like trying to get August and October kind of simultaneously figured out. So that was all him. <laughs> yeah. We came to the venue. He was like, I want to do a show and watch Mifflin. I was like, because that's where we're, we're both from. I was like, oh, cool. I have my father-in-law has this. He's the president of the Thompson Club. We could do a show in their room. I, okay, we'll go to the book a show. He booked fucking two shows in one day. <laughs> that was all him. Now he's like, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do the October 19th show Seriously. so quick? I'm like, you fucking booked it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, you you offer up two free dates. Like, they donated the venue to us free both times. Mm -hmm. So I was like, immediately like, you know how rare it is to get a free venue sure oh, take advantage sure. of it yeah. yeah so i was like at the very least we'll do the august one and if we have to cancel the october one so be it but we have been able to be so successful in august that i think october is going to double hopefully double what we had done before or we're going to cancel it <laughs> no no we're not canceling this man our lineup is stacked we got oh, a lot yeah. of heavy hitters so starting it off for the night we haven't really confirmed the set list just yet but starting it off for the night we have uh skylight and layla rhodes which i've worked with layla rhodes he's worked with skylight and uh they're both phenomenal female vocalists and singers and musicians. Uh, second up, we have God Hates Unicorns versus The Molecule Party, which I guess Josh should talk a little bit more about both of those since you're more <laughs> equipped. Yeah, we took out the keyboard player, Sachem, for the first one, so I figured we'll take out his full the full band he's in, The Molecule Party, for the second one. Okay. Well, we, and, uh, That's all I got to say about that, but uh, the third one is... Pretty solid. Pretty yeah. solid. So... Um, the summer camp is going to go up against Lexa Terrestrial. So I think, <laughs> dude, no, it's going to be yeah. good. Shout it's outs to both of them because they're both uh, start the beat alumni. They for both sure. Been on the show. That's awesome. Dude, I'm very excited because like I felt the same way about Sykes and the New Violence versus the Morats. I was kind of like, they're a little different, but they, they should pair up well. I think the same thing's going to happen with the summer camp and Lexa. I really think that it's going to mash so well. And uh, I'm excited. I'm very excited. That's really, really fun. That's what I love about it is because like we're bringing so many different genres and styles of music together for one night just to kind of promote this whole idea. I love the, the irony of it all where it's like we're shit talking for charity. You know, it's like yeah. a battle for something good, kind of. And that's the whole underlying message of the Spread Love Army. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, you know, whenever I went, it was nothing but positive vibes being there. And it was like a really cool space for something like what you're doing. Oh, seriously and, i was surprised by that yeah like the thompson club you say an athletic club in west mifflin i thought everyone was gonna be like laughing at oh, us, yeah. but it ended up working out really well well i think it's it's fun just sometimes to i feel i didn't feel like i was in pittsburgh playing okay. there. i guess i technically wasn't in terms of geography yeah but like the i just burbs. felt like i was like playing like a weird little out of town show somewhere yeah. but it was only like a little 20 minute but drive isn't that funny to think it, that pittsburgh's like that like you could go in any direction 20 minutes and you're gonna still feel like you're in the middle of nowhere yeah. i'm like wow and like it was exciting to see these types of talents bridge that like they cross that bridge finally and come over to West Mifflin. Cause like we grew up there and there's never been like a strong, there's been a, like an, a, a very small music creative scene there. Mm -hmm. And to see us kind of bring it into that area, I was like, wow, West Mifflin has some and then, potential. And then and Mon Valley is coming up with Homestead doing their thing and Braddock Definitely. doing their thing. And, Definitely. And like really Homestead's like a 10 minute drive from West, from West Mifflin. So yeah. it's really going down to the Avenue. You can go up to the Thompson club. 
Definitely. It's really right there. You go to Annex for a show because they're doing shows now and down the Blue Doss or down the waterfront. You can come to a show in West Mifflin. Yeah, it's not far at all. Mm-mm. No. From 8th Avenue to the Thompson Club, it's what it's what it's like two streets. It's Forest yeah. Avenue onto Western Road, right up to the Thompson Thompson or it's Ball like a, Avenue. It's like a seven minute drive. Yeah, not even. So with you know this whole thing that you're doing, this whole versus series. What do you think is going to be? Uh, are you already planning maybe the next events? Are you planning on continuing continuing on doing it at the the Thompson Club? You want to try to branch no. out to other places? I, I, I want it to be like so. The Thompson Club has been mine and Josh's home turf. That's our home field advantage. I, I, I love the idea of taking this versus series to other bands' home turf advantage. So if we could reach out to the next, like we haven't started planning for next year's because we're gonna have this one. Ended strong for 2019, then 2020, start gearing towards another event. And uh, I want to kind of reach out to the next group of musicians and find if they know any venues, whoever those six might be. I like the six artists or six musicians, four artists style, 10, 10 mm-hmm. people, 10 groups to kind of uh, yeah. orchestrate. But I, I really think it'd be cool to travel to other areas, not even in Pittsburgh alone, but keeping it Pittsburgh for now, you know? Yeah, absolutely. The, the problem is finding a space that can handle what we're doing, too. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I didn't like, think the Thompson Club would be that either. Like, to be honest, when yeah. I first went there, I was like, this is never going like, to work I'm out. thinking like venues in Pittsburgh who could handle like two stages or two ba- two bands for one hour long set. Yeah, I almost feel like you're going to have to stick with places that don't have PAs in them. Yeah. Like the people, places that aren't built out for live music. Yeah. Because if you end up doing a place where you have like somebody's obviously playing on the stage and then somebody else is playing on the floor. It's not going to look right. You're not going to have that right well, feel. If the, if the stage is big enough, we could pro- possibly have like two drum sets on the stage. Oh, sure. Or, yeah. But so far we've been doing like the first show and this show, we're going to have a band with a drummer and a band with a drummer going against each other. But that was coincidence. So, that was all well, coincidence. It's happening again. I know. Like, two, like it's insane to think about. It worked <laughs> out. We had six groups and three groups on each time only needed a drummer. Like, what are the chances of that ever happening? So it, it ended up working out really well. Twice. Yeah. No, seriously. That's like, <laughs> that was a gamble. I, I didn't even consider it because, like, as you know, I'm a painter. I'm not a musician. So, like, figuring out how to orchestrate six bands on two stages was a nightmare. I'm not even going to lie. Like, if we didn't have Pat, the sound guy, and Josh telling me what was possible, it never would have happened because you don't realize how many moving parts go into putting one band on, let alone six. Sure. Like, like Spirit, the upstairs, Mr. Smalls, Rocks could handle a f- two they, full bands on, on stage, one stage. Yeah. Yeah. And doing it that way, kind of like cat a corner if, if need be. But yeah, there's not many spaces in Pittsburgh where you can just get for cheap or, mm-hmm. or, you know, just throw something randomly out where you could actually fit what we're trying to do on. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think that the, the, like parallel stages is so good though. Like I really felt like that first versus series where it was you and like everyone was kind of like some people were sitting on the sides, but the people were forced to be in the center and kind of looking on both directions. Yeah. And I really, really liked how successful that ended up working out. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was the op like in my brain it had an optimal vision of how it could go mm-hmm. and it went pretty much that way same i i, I, I didn't <laughs> i was so worried dude i was so worried <laughs> until the, the day was a thought like i, I texted you like hey what if we had two bands play a show against each other and I'm, and and like you know splitting every two songs and you know like a fight and i don't know the next was like let's do it for this show we just booked fuck <laughs> We got to do this for the first show we're doing. I thought we we're gonna do it for October. Yeah. Then we ended up 
pulling it off and it ended up working like what we thought it was going to work. Yeah. It all came together pretty organically. Like initially he was like, well, I, I had said I wanted to do something in West Mifflin and we were talking about doing something together already. And when we said we had a venue, it kind of just was like, let's do it for a charity. Let's make it a good thing. And one thing led to another and the Versus series was born. It, it was kind of solely based or like loosely based off of this thing they do in uh, LA and Chicago called uh, Secret Walls. And Secret Walls is a painting event where these places book up old warehouses or certain places like that and they set up like three artists versus three artists and they do a live painted mural on the warehouse walls in one night and you have all these people coming out. So I was kind of like, how can I bridge that with music and how can we make this work out? And I think it's been very successful for the first one. Yeah. Do you, I remember we were talking a bit earlier about how you had like some some difficulty finding footing in like the local art community because the a lot of people in that community aren't so social and it feels like a lot of your friend group and the reason why you've met people is through like these music related events so is that why like do you feel like you're trying to gravitate towards getting music involved in your events not necessarily i think i think it's all like i think everything that we all kind of do is art i think that it's more so summarizes culture i really like the idea of bringing music and art together as a way of showing what Pittsburgh's culture is right now. It's not even necessarily, I know more musicians than I do artists or this or that. It's more so I want to bring all these people together because I'm kind of curious why there is such a, it's not even a huge divide, but I do feel like I have a better relationship with most musicians than I do with some painters that I've met. And it's like, why not bring everybody together? We're all doing this thing that's outside of the norm. You know, like we're all really out here trying to do this thing that's looked at as impossible by most people. But we're doing it successfully in our small scale. How Why not bring us all together? How has it been finding visual artists to participate in this event? It it's honestly just been across the board scheduling with anybody. It's just like okay. w- with the August show, it was like anybody that I'd reached out to that wasn't involved was like, I already got something booked. Music wise, artist wise, it's like everyone was busy. October, it's more so. It's the same thing, but for different reasons. It's not so I have something booked, but it's I have, oh, it's October. I'm doing something with my family or this or that. We go through like a bunch of different calls and people. Yeah. The first few say yes. And, you know, then a few say no. We're like doing it for a while, like trying to find a, like you were one of the first people we reached out to and you're like right off the bat. So shit. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, It was, we got him finding your opponent was a, was a, more of a task <laughs> yeah. so people were like we can't do that date but we want to play them in october well okay well we're doing it in august <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's not even just that too it's like you reach out to one group and it's not just like let me talk to the lead singer and everybody's in it's like all right let me talk to the lead singer and the lead singer's got to ask five other guys if they're all free that yeah. day so yeah. it's like trying to organize all of it was very challenging for the second term we actually i'm very excited because we have uh, for artists 50 50 divide men versus women we oh, have cool uh, we have lisa ann if you're familiar with lisa ann from mm-hmm. like redfish bull she's a phenomenal artist maybe if i uh Kristen cortez zachary rudder of course me and then aaron simpson are all going to be battling each other so th- these are three artists that i i know lisa very well but uh Kristen and aaron i'm not very familiar with their work so it's going to be like a whole another aspect where the first time i was like i knew all three artists pretty well to where i knew what they were like what their style was and how their their personality is and how it would affect everything right now i'm in a situation where it's like i kind of hope that these people come out 
with the the shit talk in mind you know i want this to be like uh-huh. all about the the friendly battle back and forth which i'm sure you felt like the moat rats had done a really yeah. <laughs> a really exotic extreme video it was so perfect <laughs> yeah. i loved it so much and i was so uh upset with myself just because i just didn't have the like the time or the mental capability to come up with a rebuttal. So I figured I would be more intimidating by being silent. Yes. And, 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 you, and you brought that to the day of. So like you, you stayed silent until the day of, and then you, you came with just the right amount of shit talk on your end at the actual events. So. And that's what we need though for this. Cause we need people to buy into the idea of, yeah, we want these fight. to be boxing matches. We want this the, to be a fight. And the first one was so brilliant with all four painters, all six groups were like into it, into the idea yeah, it can and be. It was fun. It was like a, it was a fight, but for fun. Yeah, I imagine that's another challenge too. Just because in general, sometimes you get people to come onto a show, and getting people to promote that show or really be a part of the event can mm-hmm. be a challenge sometimes mm-hmm, because it's like sometimes people just want to play shows yeah. and they don't necessarily. I was going to say that earlier. I like to just show up that. and paint. You know, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it's a whole other world when you're like, like push this event on your social media yeah, like it's like it's a whole other thing kind of uh you're taking on an extra level of responsibility mm-hmm. this, is inter- this is interactive yeah this is trying to like you know like i'm thinking about boxing matches like i want promos i want like you talking shit now i want the whole the whole shebang about like you know this is gonna own a match card i for, think what for you, a thing you need like a so one thing that i noticed that was kind of awkward for me and maybe some of the other performers was like in between sets um we were like i didn't really know exactly how to like guide like the like the flow between like us playing to them and back and forth like there's like it was fine we just talked a little bit and i was like well i guess it's their turn to play it'd be like really funny if there was like an actual referee that kind of like i want i I, I wanted to have an announce team yeah like a, like a wwf like call like girl uh-huh. like, like we yeah, really wanted couple, to get into it but we ran yeah. out of time yeah, yeah i think it, that that would just, be awesome just to have like somebody that's kind of like the okay and that was two from sykes and a new violence and then you know <laughs> yeah now let's see what they have you know just i like was to, curious about that as well but i mm. think that just naturally again you guys handled it very well like you you came in did your two songs said something friendly derogatory towards the other group and then the mo rats did the same thing back and forth so it worked out really well but i think having that announcer we ultimately wanted the sound yeah. guy to kind of jump in and do yeah. that but it ended up working out to where you guys did your shit talk and they did their shit talk and it was just yeah natural so. and it's gonna it's probably gonna grow to that as well like having an announced team or a referee yeah. and all that kind of fun stuff and but like the, fir- the first Bands one are playing was, in a wrestling ring yeah that's well, what, actually, we want to get to that. The theatrical I was actually looking in, in a building one, but or like you just uh, like uh, maybe like say you did it at the the Thompson again, like you just had like a like boxing ropes that kind of like covered the middle, mm, you know? Yeah. What I mean, just like just like some like shitty little ones on stands, like they're not like real, but it looks like it kind of. Mm. We, we wanted or to do like, that with the painters because we had the four painters. We were like, oh, if we could just okay. get them in the middle and just yeah. have each corner of the ring, yeah, that'd be, be cool. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. One day, like I, I want this to grow into that thing where we we have this whole performance where there's an announcer and call girls and rings and and a bell and a <laughs> mic that drops down. Like I want all of yeah, that. Yeah, like, awesome. yeah, I wanted a round round girl yep. walk around with round one. Uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> but you know, the first one we're just trying to figure it out and learn as we grow. And yeah, it went well. And the second one's going to go probably a little better. Hopefully, we've, we've yeah. learned you know some of the things we've experience in the first one then uh yeah 
I want a round girl. That's really that's what all I want. want. Yeah. That's all I want. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm sure somebody will like do it. Like a 400 pound. <laughs> that that fits the build. Just some some somebody that's not meant to be a round girl, but we'll get we'll get her out there to do that. I'll do it. <laughs> there you that's go. That's what I was hoping you would say. Like, I want you out there in a bikini. <laughs> I, got, I have tassels. <laughs> oh no, we don't want those. <laughs> Keep those at home. <laughs> that's also another that actually leads me to another thing. Uh so the October nineteenth show is a costume party. Cool. Halloween, October. We think it'll be a fun idea to have a costume aspect to it where the bands are dressing up, the artists are dressing up, and everyone that comes out is dressing up. We're going to have a costume party and a, a costume contest with a cash prize. We haven't really channeled in on what the cash prize will be, but we want there to be a declared winner for best dress that night. So yeah. if you're coming out October 19th, Thompson Club, bring your outfit, bring your costume. Uh-huh. I'm what still you, curious. I what don't are you going to be for Halloween? I, I want it to be arts, art, like art related, of course. Like I, uh, a couple years ago, I was Salvador Dali, and I kind of want to do like another art thing. But okay. I'm, I'm up in the air. I'm very up in the air. I'm going as him. Yeah. He uh, did say this. Yeah. I'm going to get a Trump, ri- tr- a Trump wig. Are you going to trim your beard? No. I'll just, I guess I should. Trim it. i'm doing this for your wife trim it (laughs) this tickles every booty (laughs) or not every booty my wife's booty (laughs) Uh, i'm gonna get a trump wig and dump paint on my pants i'm going to zach that's hilarious (laughs) i think i honestly hope that you do like that's gonna be the best Skin tight pants. Well, you already wear the skin tight pants. Did you see his outfit at the the Versus series? He had on unicorn leggings and a fur coat. And fake fur. I'm a vegetarian. (laughs) I'm just. I'm excited to see how you uh, show me off like that. I'm excited to see it too. Are you gonna paint a picture? You should actually be the person that's. (laughs) painting what if i dress up as you Actually, and you dress I, up as me i, I, I think that'd be a great idea for the painters to do like have like a where nobody knows where they like zach's like i gotta use a bathroom and like another painter comes up and starts fucking with this painting or and then like a collaboration every yeah. painting collaboration where they keep fucking with each other's shit or you could be super meta like you could be an artist for halloween and you have to paint something in the style of oh. that artist so you're like double double that's, costume yeah that's interesting like like da vinci or like someone like mad like respected like that that's a good idea i could do like mona lisa uh-huh. <laughs> speaking of your your mona lisa reference in the room but uh no that's a good idea i like that a lot yeah even if you had uh i mean it's like my brain's just firing off now like even if you had like the bands do like cover songs dressed up as other bands and stuff like that maybe for next year i love the idea well originally i know didn't you say you wanted to be the ramones wasn't that something that we talked about no i remember someone i remember someone said that they wanted to kind of dress up as the ramones and come out and do like the whole costume party in that band style you should honestly do like i've seen the ramones live really yeah oh the last tour wow 95 yeah, I'm fucking old. Yeah, I was. I was, <laughs> I was one year old. <laughs> that, was, that was my second second ever concert. Wow. How old were you? Like 25 at the yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, buddy. I love how how people thought I was your dad at the show. Oh, I loved it, dude. <laughs> I had this, I, well, half of it. So half of it had to do with I had, sh- I had my shirt that says "Daddy" on it. Yeah. And and it was like, oh, are you Zach's dad? And I was like, yeah, I am. <laughs> I told everyone I was that so not fucking, my dad. I was so sad. <laughs> <laughs> my wife had to talk me down from the from the roof that night. Oh yeah. 
No, dude, your wife was too drunk to do any type of talking at the end of the <laughs> night, man. I just remember looking she's over. She's watching during, this, by the way. She, oh, I know she's watching, and I wanted to know we're talking about her because right. it, it's all good. It's all good. I remember just watching her shake her ass for Siren Reed at the at the last one, and she was into it, man. She was. She had a chair at one point in the middle of the dance floor and was dancing and shaking. So and then, then our guitarist almost fell over that fucking chair. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited, man. I think that I, I didn't know how the first Versus series was going to go and seeing the success of it. Like, I mean, we did, maybe didn't have like an extreme turnout or a low turn. Like it was a really good in the middle, like what was to be expected. We had a hundred plus throughout the night. Yeah, throughout the night. For a West Mifflin? Yeah. I'll take it. That was yeah. my biggest concern was like, as soon as I said the Thompson Club in West Mifflin, like even like any any musician or artist, they were like, what? Where? <laughs> like, okay, I'm down? Question mark? Like, I didn't think... Though it would be, I, I thought it was going to be very difficult. That's to get not Lawrenceville. I can't make it there. Yeah. Sure. The thing that I really like about the two of you is that, like, you're a bit of an odd couple. <laughs> like, I mean, obviously, <laughs> like, you're both, like, weird in your own way, and you both grew up in the same neighborhood. Yeah. But, like, it's like I wouldn't, for whatever reason, I just wouldn't expect the two of you to, like, collaborate on an event like this. But that's what's so cool about it. Is it it's just, it's very unexpected. I just because, that. like... The when I think when I like met Zach, like the bands that I know that like you associate with and the people that you're typically around don't sound anything at all like God hates unicorns. <laughs> I don't think anyone sounds like God hates unicorns. <laughs> so it's super cool that it's like you know it's you know that we're in a community where it's like not so much like oh well that's like that's too weird or that's too this or that. It's just yeah. like oh like let's all be a part of this fucking thing just because we want to see the community grow yes. regardless of how weird or how normal anything is. It's just I think about that's being new. humans. I think that's new to the scene in Pittsburgh. Like, I feel like, I mean, I've been kind of here and there involved in the last, like, four and five years. And, like, I feel like only recently, within the last, like, two or three years, I've been seeing this collaboration aspect where everyone's kind of just, like... What do you well, do? Oh, I kind of do something like that. Let's, let's do it together. Well, you I know? think that there are, there are some promoters... And I'm not going to name any of them, but you could probably guess who I'm talking about because I'm pretty much talking about every promoter in the city mm -hmm. at this point. Um, but most of the, the big players, whether they want to admit to it or not, they all cater to niches. Mm -hmm. And they all have little groups of people that they always yep. work with. You know, there's a lot of these bigger events and like three-fourths of the lineup is always the same. And yeah. then there's a couple wild cards in there, but it's always... The same shit, and I get it. You know, they're reliable artists. Maybe they cater to your demographic. They work for the places that you're trying to do in, but I like to see promoters that are more willing to take chances and bring, like, just more outsider shit. Because it's like, as underground artists, we're all outsiders. Exactly. But there's some, like, outsiders of outsider stuff. Like, especially people that are doing, like, more industrial stuff or electronic stuff or, like, like more aggressive rap stuff, like, or punk or all that stuff. It's like, hey, we're all nice. We want to help out with these things too. But a lot of the times, like, we don't even get considered for a lot of events because it's like, well, we want the folk bands or we want yeah. the, 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 the new indie rock band or we want, you know, the one rapper that everybody's crazy about right now and is playing every show. And it's like, I mean, that's cool, but there's yeah. other people. So Definitely. I appreciate uh, people like yourselves reaching out to other people and not being afraid to mix those genres exactly well, i'm worried about reaching out to those people because i'm kind of just like hey alexa terrestrial do you want to go up against the summer camp <laughs> and being like but, but seriously yeah. why do you want a show where it's all the same shit for sure yeah like 
I hate going to shows where it's all metal. Sure. Or all punk. It's like, all right, I like all the bands there, but how about a change of tempo? Like, how about, like, back in my old bands, we used to play shows with, like, uh, Lucid Music. I'm going to shout them out tonight. But, uh, and uh, Patricia Wake. I was in an electronic pop band with a gothic acoustic artist and a hip-hop group. We used to always play shows together. Why would you want a show with all the same shit? Yeah. Like, it's boring. Yeah. And that's kind of why I want, like, this Versus series I love is because, like, Two songs next, two songs next. And if we have like an actual like competition and difference, it's kind of cool. It's like you go to a show, you know, like after like 30 minutes, you're like, okay, when's the next band coming on? Or when's, you know, I like this, but I want to hear something different. But you can go back and forth between the two. I like that. And yeah, you're saying with the same band, same genre, it's like, Switch it up. Yeah, it's it's like it's at a point now where I mean, there's so many people that I'm, you know, I I think the bands are great, but it's like they announce a show, and it's like they're like bands that I've reached out to. I'm always very much like, hey, you know, we got to play a show together. If I'm setting up something, maybe I'll hit you up. If you're setting up something, maybe hit me up. You know, and it's all like, yeah, cool, whatever. And like, I'll set up stuff, and I go to hit them up, but it's like, well, they can't play the show because they're already playing a show yeah. with the same bands that they played with two weekends ago and two weekends before that. Yep. And it's just like, it's what the boring, what the fuck? Like these are like the same. It's like, you're just doing the same fucking thing over and over yeah. and over again. That's the so, hard thing about Pittsburgh is like, there's only a handful of venues and there's like a group, all these different groups of artists that all work together. It's like, how can we get some more diversity about this? Where can we find some new spaces? Even getting back to the promoter thing, like there's a few promoters that it's like they're very difficult to work with because they have those clicky aspects to them. And I like bringing all these. How many new fans you gonna get if you play the same show with the same bands on the show? I mean, that's why no no new fans. That's why, like, I jumped on the opportunity to play your event because I was like, this is so outside the fucking box. I was like, why are these two weirdos working together? Why is this in West Mifflin? (laughs) We have to do this because I guarantee you, we're just gonna play to a room full of people that have never seen us. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's pretty much what happened. And it was a great opportunity. And I really appreciated well, being a part of it. He, I actually played his first art show. Yes, he did. I, uh, the first time I ever showed any artwork in the city. And ever. I was a college student. And it was at Pints on Penn. And that's how I met this ugly motherfucker. <laughs> 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 I just remember he was in the same attire. Like like unicorn leggings and a fur coat. And I just remember going up to him and being like, hey, man, what, like, what do you do? And he's like, I'm from West Mifflin. I'm a, ba- I'm a singer. And I'm like, damn, man, we should definitely do some stuff together. <laughs> and this was like three years ago. So it's to finally see it come I to fruition. Even, I don't remember that at all. He's a heavy drinker. No, no. Well, I think you got long hair at the time. Didn't yeah, you? yeah. What's the cor- corner at the bar at Pints on Pay? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you sucked, dude. <laughs> you got you got a little bit better. Yeah, I cut my hair and I just grew into myself. I guess I don't know, but it, it, it's cool to see. Like that that was a Red Fishbowl event, so it's like there's like there's collectives in the city that are bringing people together. That's pretty interesting. That's a little bug. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like th- there's. There's so much going on, and I don't even think it's so much just worrying about, like, oh, you know, 
not enough venues, not enough people and things like that. It's just about taking the initiative to just do something yourself. Like, yeah, because the space doesn't matter. You could do anything anywhere if you have the right idea. Yep. So people like you two have an idea and you just make it happen. I mean, it's complicated. It's tricky. It's a lot of work, but you did it and you're still here <laughs> with smiles on your faces. Yeah. Well, kind of. Well, there you go. There's a smile uh, now. So it worked out. Yeah. And there's more and more people that I'm starting to see that are doing these sorts of things. People that are kind of tired of like the clicky shit or tired of playing the same shows all the fucking time. So yeah. they're starting to do this like outside the box stuff. And it's cool to see it. Definitely. It's really cool to see it. That's what we're saying. By the, the, the clicky shit is like, we're not going to do the third one. He won't paint. We won't play. Mm-hmm. We're just going to throw it. Yeah. Which yeah. we, at that point, we could be those announcers, those, yeah, those boxing exactly. announcers. Like we, we want this to kind of be like, we set the like the the initiative. We we put the the base out there. Let's grow from there and invite new people to come in and do the same thing. You've seen what we've done twice. Well, coming up on the second time twice now. Why not take it from there and let other people come in and try yeah. it out? You know, like, yeah, it's gonna be a whole thing. So it will look shitty if like, hey, these guys are throwing shows and Zach's painting again. And there's God Hate <laughs> Unicorns playing again. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like no, let's do a couple of shows where we're not doing that. We're just throwing it and hosting it and having some fun. Yeah. Yeah, because that's yeah. a terrible look, and it's like what it is a lot of times in the city is like this. Like you said, the same bands playing the same shows. This with the, with the same bands. It's like okay, this is getting monotonous. Yeah, let's switch it up. Let's do some different shit. If you want to get people out of the house, you have to give them a reason to go. Mm, right, and it's, it's never like, been more difficult. How, ma- how many how many times is somebody going to go to the theater and watch the same movie? And that's how I feel about a lot of shows with lineups. It's like you might wow. be able to get them out. That's such a great way to put it. But they're, <laughs> you know, wow. it's like they're just going, you're seeing the same movie again. Mm. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, some people are fans. Some people will go see the same movie four or five times in a row. Yeah. But, you know, if you think your band is Star Wars good, then, you know, <laughs> it might be. Maybe your band is that good. But a lot of, you know, having, being able to have a, a local, a consistent local draw like that, that's super rare. Yeah. Definitely. And it's also you're cutting off people too. Like if you're just playing the same venues all the time to the same people, like you're really limiting yourself. You might be getting better as a performer, but yeah. I think just taking those taking those chances and playing oddball shows and uh I don't know, just stepping outside of your comfort zone Definitely. always seems to work better for us. But then again, for us, we're weird. You know, like with Sykes and the New Violence, we're a weird fucking band. We don't really fit in anywhere. So we tend to end up fitting better in those in those outcast situations versus like if we're playing an event like i don't know like if we were if for god forbid we were ever asked to play some red fishbowl event uh i feel like we would probably stick out because like we don't really fit in with them so as much as i might like complain to chris about like get me on something good because we're a really good fucking live band and we're entertaining as hell and we're like live visual arts and mixed with music and all this stuff like we make so much sense with what you're doing. Why won't you book us? Yeah. Uh, maybe it just won't work out. Sorry, I just kind of went hard on Chris there real quick. I love <laughs> you, man. Fuck you, Chris. I lo- I, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just yanking your chain. He's too busy to watch this shit anyway. So. Oh, I know it. Yeah. I'm going to tag him. He'll watch it. <laughs> now, that's what I love about you guys, man. You guys, are you're such your own thing that you really do fit in anywhere. And that's one thing that, like... I saw it firsthand at the first versus series because like I didn't think of you guys as a sore thumb or anything like that, but I knew how different you were in comparison to the other groups involved. Yeah. And it all worked so cohesively that I was like, 
Like you just see the talent. It's just talent. If you if you get good, committed, motivated people to come out and then they have a talent and they know what they're doing and they know yeah. how to do what they do, it all works out always like that. And and again, uh shout outs to Chris who actually gave <laughs> me the entire stage at Full Pint for the Lawrenceville Art Crawl where we did really? the podcast. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So that was yeah. I mean Hey, he's the man. He stuck me all the way on the end of Butler Street, but I still appreciate the effort. He stuck Thanks. me all the way on the other end. I mean, we, <laughs> we can talk about this again, dude. You were the end of it. I was the beginning uh-huh. of it. So it was like right there. You all, we're say, all we're saying, Chris, is that me and Zach, we want to be in the middle of everything. Yeah, like, come on, bro. <laughs> main event, you know, like main stage. Sykes in a new violence with Zach painting on your next big <laughs> event or you're not our friend anymore. <laughs> No, he's a good dude, man. Yeah, he's a I good dude. My life. But fuck him. But no, you're a good dude. But fuck him. <laughs> I was just at the Redfish Full fuck Studios you, yesterday, man. I, I love those guys. I, I, uh, they have a, the new studio in Lawrenceville. Yeah. Now. I'm sure you guys. I, 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 yeah, I, I almost moved in there before I got this space. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. That would have been a different dynamic for you. you like the brick wall has become your thing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, this space, it, it just worked out really, really well because I live right up the street from here mm. and. It just, it just it worked out better definitely for for what I'm doing. But, but I'm glad that um, yeah, yeah no that's a really cool space. So I'm I know a few of the artists that work in there, and I was just there yesterday. They're having a an opening party. Uh, I think the 28th. So this will be out after that time. But they, they're having a great party there, and like I, I think I could see the potential of what they're trying to do. I didn't know when Redfish Bowl was starting that they wanted to branch into this like studio actually yeah. have a location space i've always known them as like the grassroots music festival thing you know uh-huh. so it's cool to see what they've grown into yeah no no chris chris is an awesome dude and the, and the only reason i would ever uh publicly name drop and call out somebody on my show is because i actually like them and i feel like he could take a fucking joke oh yeah but uh <laughs> yeah no the, the space is great and uh i'm stoked that they have that and i'm really excited for everything that's going to be moving forward just because it has a ton of potential as long as they, you know, stick with it and get the right people in there that are reliable Definitely. and can keep it on its feet. I think that they'll, think they'll knock it out of the park. All, that's a reliable bunch of people. Like, I just think, like, across the board in Pittsburgh, I'm just, like, the, the people that I try to work with are the ones that you could see are doing things. So, like, you you guys, like, like Redfish Bowl, like, Wicked, Pittsburgh's another one. Like, you see all these people that are, like, motivated, creative, and driven. And those are the types of people that you kind of want to associate with. And which I love about Pittsburgh is that the scene is so tiny. You see those people right off the bat. You immediately can associate with this guy's doing his thing. I'm doing my thing. I think we could do our thing. Yeah, together. but it's still like it's tiny. And I guess it's maybe shrinking in on itself a bit. But I'm still like learning about so much stuff because Definitely. like, I mean, I've been doing this podcast for five years. You know, we're this is episode what? 254 or say, three like four or million. something i don't like, know what number you uh <laughs> so but i'm always still like meeting new people and like there's every once in a while it's like every 10 episodes there's that one guest that ends up becoming like a dozen guests because i meet so many people through one person wow yeah. that it's like like wait what like somebody just uh hit me up today that um and i don't remember their name so i apologize but they hit me up through email because they're like i guess like a it's like a string quartet and they're starting to do this thing where they're starting to like branch out into other genres of music and they want to work with people in different genres of music and introduce classical into like the local music scene and they're like trying to start up like their own podcast thing to help them do it and they like hit me up about coming on the show and i'm like you're doing what that sounds (laughs) fucking awesome cool let's talk like I love when like somebody's like I don't know if you would have any interest in having us on the show, but we do this followed by really awesome fucking thing. 
<laughs> I hope we, I was like, of course I want to fucking talk to you. Yeah. I'll talk to people way lamer than you. Come on. <laughs> Let's fucking get here. <laughs> oh, me? I'm all right, man. Hey, I think what's cool about it is like, you can reach out to like I think that people are just too afraid to shoot that shot, you know, like just saying like sliding into someone's DMs and being like, this is kind of what I do. I see what you do. Do you want to do this thing? Like, like it's just that easy sometimes when people are hesitant. To yeah, do that I mean, I I even honestly still feel hesitant about like reaching out to guests, maybe in the way that you felt hesitant about reaching out to people for your event, where mm-hmm. it's just like there's this thing in my head where I don't feel always feel that like what I have is worthy of somebody's time. Yeah. You know, and I always feel bad about like, bought, like waste, like hitting up somebody and feeling like I'm wasting their time because like, I guess every once in a while there's people that hit me up asking me for favors and it's like, you're just wasting my time. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I guess the worst thing somebody could do is like either ignore you or say no. Yeah, for sure. At yeah. least you tried. That's one thing that I always take away is like, what are they going to say? No. Fuck yeah. off. Like, that's it. Like, yeah. there's no other downside to it. Especially on, on email or something. It's like, it's so non personal. Yeah. So if they say no, it's like, oh, I don't even fucking know them. Yeah. I typically try and it's do it face good. to face. If I can meet you firsthand in person, I'm kind of going to be like, not the first time necessarily, but like, I want you to at least know who I am and know what I'm about yeah. before I reach out to you to do something. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. But yeah. Again, and again, going back to the, the music scene being like small, there's still like, a ton of people that I meet that have no idea that this exists. Definitely. Like even people that are like in circles of people that have been on the show, they have no fucking idea this exists. So there's still like so much potential for things like this and things like the Versus series and everything to still grow. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you think about the population of Pittsburgh yeah, and then you think about, you know, what percentage of that total population is into like arts and entertainment. I don't know. We'll say, 25%. Yeah. It's pro- it could be more than that. It's probably But more, even 25% but yeah. of that is tens of thousands of people. And if yep. like we're happy about just getting 100 people to an event, <laughs> you know, we're happy about getting like 1% to 2% of the people that would possibly be interested. Seriously. There's so much more potential. It's just... That's how do, how do you knock Pittsburgh. on the, it? It yeah. pigeonholes us. Like it's such a tiny area that this is kind of all that we know in this scene. Like I've been really trying to br- branch out and tour. Like not like I, as a painter, like as an artist. Like I'm trying to do the same thing where I'm working musicians and painters and doing this live painting thing, but somewhere else. Like it, it's like exactly what you're saying. Like we're looking for the one percent of Pittsburgh to come out to our show, but like the one percent of Pittsburgh is like the point zero zero three percent of the world you know like it's just sure. such a tiny percentage of people like i i thought like, i'm constantly finding new people on instagram that are artists that are painters that i'm like this person has five million followers who are you i've never even heard of you but five million people know who you are it's just crazy to think of like these little pockets that we end up falling into you know mm-hmm. it's crazy to think about and it's a working class city too like where we like if you work in an area and live in an area, you might not go to a different area for a show. Yeah. Even if you're interested in it. I'm, I'm the same way. I'm like, oh, I live on, I'm living in the South Hills. Uh, shows in Lawrenceville on a Thursday. Yeah, I'm not fucking going to that. <laughs> and I mean, everyone falls into that category at certain points. And it's like, yeah, if you have certain shows, certain places, people don't want to cross bridges. Yeah. But I still think, you know, like even without getting people out of the house, I still, I'm trying to like, get myself back into the mind state when like I first started using social media, how it was like crazy positive and all I was doing was using it for good and trying to 
get the word out there. Mm -hmm. And then over time you get bogged down just because it's exhausting and there's a lot of negative shit on there and uh, it's really stressful. But there's still the potential to like connect with people and network on this fucking thing and Mm -hmm. get your work in front of people if you're able to like create content that you could share on social media, which is super easy as a visual artist. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, as a band, it's not hard either because now everybody has like a fucking a camera better than anything they used to film movies with in the eighties in their pocket at all times. So you just get some motherfucker to hold it for your set. Yeah. Then you can put up some live footage and like, you know, share that and like, like, you know, at least I think it's like, I guess the end goal is even if you're playing shows to 50 people, hundred people document that shit and try to get it out on the internet. So you can try to like, even if people don't come out to maybe your next two or three shows, they at least know that you exist. Yeah. And I think a lot, a big part of the battle is just getting to people, even getting people to even know that you're a thing. Definitely. Like having all the local band people that don't realize that this podcast exists. Yeah. You know, maybe just hitting people up, saying like, "Hey, I have a podcast." They may not be interested, but now they know yeah. that I have a podcast. Maybe they'll forget about it. Maybe they won't. Mm-hmm. But for at least five seconds of time, they, they know yeah. that I have a podcast, and that's better than them not ever knowing that I ever had a podcast. And especially when you're putting out good quality stuff, like when you're putting out quality content, like just reaching out for that one post, that one little paragraph DM, they're gonna at least sometimes they'll click on your page and see, wow, this guy has. 200 plus podcast interviews that he's done with such good quality, such good audio. Why not reach out? It's just like having that stuff in the back, like back pocket. Like that's one thing yeah. I wanted to ask you. Like, like I'm constantly seeing you put content out there. Like what, what is your, your daily posting regimen? Do you have like, you have so many different outlets that you use, like the real psychs, like mm-hmm. the new violence, gray walkers start the beat. Like, yeah. I, are I, you balancing like content between all of that every day? All right. So I, I, I'll fill you, I'll fill you in on something real quick. I'd love, to I, haven't, I haven't used the screen in a minute, but I'll, I'll do this just so we're not going to like deep dive into it, but I'm just going to show you and everybody what my social media life is like because I'm a fucking psychopath. Um, <laughs> Sometimes you got to be in this field. <laughs> it may it may or may not load. For some reason, the internet doesn't seem to be wanting to work in here. But basically, I have a... Why is this not working? Man, what a cliffhanger. It works totally fine. Have you ever noticed that? Like, you're, like, if you go to show somebody something on your phone, like, it'll be the one time that your phone just isn't fucking yeah. working and you got, like, three people looking over your shoulder and you just look like a fucking moron. Yeah. So, okay, um, here's the here's here's the pooper scooper here. So, oh, 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 we got something going on. Oh, my God. Why is this fucking working? All right, so I have a spreadsheet. Is this just post? This is a spreadsheet with all the different social media accounts that I manage <laughs> and days of the week. Wow. And uh, there's actually more than this on here. I could imagine. Probably months. Uh, well, there's it's just social media accounts and then days of the week and then ideas for content. So I just basically try to go through that every day. Yeah. So Are you yeah. doing this once a week where you're updating? This is every weekly? every day. Every day. It's basically, so this is these are the social media accounts. Wow. And these are days of the week. So on Monday. What is MySpace like night? I, I, yeah. I just got to make sure that. <laughs> I miss MySpace. <laughs> Come to MySpace night. It's my my bi monthly event that I host at Brillo Box. I'm down. Don't let me know. Yeah. It's right up the street. The from next where one's I live. October 18th, the day before your Dude, thing. Oh, I'll be, it's our I'll, Halloween party. I'm down. I'm um, so down. Okay, yeah. So here's all the social media accounts that I run, days of the week, and then basically, I don't post to every social media account every day, 
but this is just to make sure that I'm consistently posting on everything throughout the week. Wow. And it's not, I don't always like follow it to a T, but I do check it every you day and just make it, yeah. sure like if I don't have anything to post for Greywalker, then I'm not going to just like pull something out of my ass to post something. It's just like a genuine reminder. Do you ever like share older content? Sometimes, yeah. but I try not to. It, it just depends. If it's relevant, if it feels right to share, yeah. I'll share it. Um, but so yeah, for the most part, it's just keeping a little list like that and just staying on top of it because otherwise it's really hard to like, it's really easy to forget about something. Yeah. Because definitely. there's Greywalker, MySpace Night, Sykes and the New Violence, Sykes, Start the Beat. Um, for a while, Brutal Beer Fest, but that's kind of on hiatus right now. Plus, where I work, Get Hip. Um, and so, you know, I can see, dude, I can see how much things, work you're putting out. All there. of those things times each social media platform because each thing has a different amount of You know, of followers, you got a, a, a Facebook, group, yeah. each thing has a Facebook or an Instagram or a Twitter or a, a separate email account or a website. It's just like, it's a lot. Yeah. So the only way I can possibly manage it is just by putting it on a spreadsheet and checking it once a day. That, that was one thing I wanted to ask. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I'm a paper and pencil type of guy myself. So yeah. like, I'm constantly just writing it down. But like seeing that, I'm just blown away. Because I've I've got four different social media accounts that I try and balance. It's like the Zach Rudder Art, the Spread Love Army, the Studio Friendship stuff. Like I'm trying to keep all these things consistently. But I see you personally just posting on everything all the time. Well, the other thing like, that's wow. kind of wild now too that I've tried to use to my advantage and not let myself get too stressed out about how often I'm posting is the way that social media distributes content now. Because mm -hmm. it's not like you see everything in real time now. No. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm sometimes I'm scrolling through my feed. I'm seeing like something that you posted two days ago, something that you posted an hour ago. Yeah. And then like, I'll see something that somebody else posted like last week. And then two days later, like I'm still like the same posts are kind of getting recycled. It's like yeah. weird the way that they distribute stuff. So it doesn't even matter necessarily how consistent you are because people aren't seeing your stuff in at the same consistency. Yeah. It's just a matter that as long as you're like remembering to at least put it out there, it's going to distribute itself. However, the algorithm decides yeah. to throughout the week and you really have no control over it. Definitely. I'm typically like a twice a day type of guy. Like as soon as I wake up in the morning, like... I, I queue everything like the day Instagram started allowing you to save drafts was the best day of my life because now I have like 30 drafts and like I'll wake up at nine or eight in the morning and I'll just be like, all right, here's the post for today. I'll get to like two or three o'clock. I'll have some lunch and just post something else. And like I'm like just trying to keep to a schedule, whereas like you're so thought out. I couldn't I, I'm blown away. Honestly. Uh, I, I mean, you can do it, too. It's just a matter of I don't know. I just work better in yeah. that in that way. You yeah. know, like I have all the like I have my phone set up so instead of uh whenever I open up my phone it immediately goes to my to-do list is like on my screen yeah. always so instead of like oh I'm bored let me open up my phone and go to Instagram I open up my phone and my to-do list hits me in the face always like, so I'm boom. like oops yeah I forgot I had to shower today I should probably <laughs> do that <laughs> that's hilarious and that kind of shit so it's really no way to live. I really wouldn't recommend it, but it works better. It's not bad, dude. Like every morning I wake up, I put my daily to do. Like I, I'm still, like I said, very old school. I'm a, like I barely know how to use a computer, but like pen and paper. I wake up every morning. I do my five things I got to get done today. Yeah. And every Monday I'll do my week of things I got to get done that week. And I'm just still pen and paper, crossing things out as the day goes on, as the week goes on. Yeah, no, on, it's, so. it's it's crucial. You know, how are you with to do lists, Josh? You've been quiet over here. I have a good memory. Okay. Uh. Nah. 
Yeah, he always has his planner. Have his planner? He's fucked. <laughs> Dude, seriously. Uh, yeah, if if something doesn't make it into my calendar, there's it's, I'll I'll forget. It's gone. I'm a good yep. bit. I'm a good bit older than uh, him and probably you, but uh, yeah, I never. I don't use social media that much, and that's tough for the band stuff. But I try, and I do. I've been doing better. But Dude, you gotta get. You gotta diversify. God hates unicorns and Josh Hart. The thing that's interesting, <laughs> though, sometimes because, like, so we'll say with Gray Walker, um, we have a pretty decent social media presence, but we have like a social media presence with a lot of younger kids. Mm-hmm. But all the sh- so many of the shows we play are twenty one plus shows. Mm. So like yeah. we've had situations where like people that like our band on social media can't, can't even see get us in. play, wow. and then a lot of the people that are coming to see us play are older people. And then they're not even on social media. So it's like these two different fucking worlds. Wow. So like one thing that I've been, one thing that I started doing is like I'm facilitating a series of like heavy metal, hard rock, punk shows that are going to be all ages shows again, where I want to have not just like all, all genres and demographics of heavy music and like all age ranges. So like we can get that stuff back together because it, it splits somewhere down the road with, that style of music where you either have the 21 plus bar shows where it's all, you know, the older bands or you have like the fire hall shows where it's just all 20 year old, all younger bands. And it's like, I think that those worlds should mix. I think that there needs to be an opportunity for the younger people to know that they could be a part of this world and like see just working with bands that have experience is really helpful for younger bands because they see like, Oh, Maybe I shouldn't be taking this long to get my gear off the stage. You know, oh, maybe, you know, this is how I should set up my merchandise. Maybe I should show up to shows on time. Like just learning things from your peers and giving people an opportunity to be in productive environments with mature people, I think is important for all genres of music. But it was just something that me working in the world of metal, something that I noticed over the past couple of years, where it's like, this is kind of weird. Like, this disconnect so yeah trying to bring it back together that's that, that's like huge that you even bring that up like one group that comes to mind on the on the smaller scale like i, I don't know if you know mellophobia mellophobia is a band where their lead singer just graduated from taylor alderdice so they're young but they're so passionate and so motivated that like i'm running into them all the time at the Rex and at mr smalls where it's like you have to be 21 to go but they're 17 18 years old and just working their way into these scenes like i love seeing older more established musicians and artists working with the younger crowd and like i really liked i I want to try and do that same thing like we were even at the beginning of the versus series like we had it set up so that the first half of the night was all ages and then when the music started unfortunately because the beer was out we had to do 21 up for the music part Mm -hmm. but like i like having the aspect where you can have these groups and like i was even doing an open mic series earlier in 2019 in homestead where i was inviting all ages high school students specifically i was like bring these high school kids out so they could see people like like louis castle and and layla Rhodes and these people that are established musicians locally where they're in pittsburgh where they're like they're showing a level of professionalism that yeah. these 18, 16, 15 no, year olds it, don't know. It's so crucial. The youth drives the culture. And Definitely. if like you're going to rely on your demographic to be older people that can't come out on a weeknight, mm-hmm. like you're really shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to hit up those 18, 19, 21. You know, the reason I love the, young moves. They don't mind spending the money either. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll spend my parents' money on a CD. Sure. We're like... <laughs> I had to fucking work for that. Do I actually want this CD or do I not? Yeah. They're like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. 
But you heard it here, though. He wants high school kids to come out to his stuff. I want to work with high school kids to make their future better. Uh, so don't let Josh uh, yeah, yeah, okay. twist my words uh, up by any means. He wants kids at all his shows. That, that's one reason I really like Smiling Moose, man. Like I think the Smiling Moose is a good venue because that up that upstairs part is sometimes all ages. It's typically they try and like let it up for anybody. And I, I love the idea of having like like younger groups. Like I remember being a 15, 16, 17 year old and wanting to paint and no one doing it wanted to even give me the time of day. Like yeah. I got very lucky to work with an artist in Pittsburgh that was older than me and was established. And it's just like, wow, like getting that opportunity pushed me to where I am now. Why wouldn't I want to give that same opportunity? To yeah, no, it, it's me? super, it's super, super crucial. Even if like, for me, it's not even so much like a, you know, if a young band is good, that's awesome. Yeah. But even if like a young band is shit, but they're passionate about what they're doing, it's like, it's you'll get potential. You'll get there as long as you're given a platform to get where the fuck you could go. Definitely. You got to give people that platform. Yeah. You got to The people are going to tell you what's good and bad and if you're a good musician, you'll grow with that, you yeah. know, or a good artist, you'll grow with that, you well, know. Well, we don't we don't have it as much in the city as we used to. Like I remember my first show ever was in, I was in high school at Club Laga. Yeah. We anyone could just book a show. Like high school bands, mm-hmm. it's not. We don't. Other than like Roboto and a few other places, there's not very many all ages shows you could just book on a whim. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, huge shout outs to the new Black Forge and McKee's Rocks. Yes, because it's a gorgeous space and it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, because you, you could probably fit 150 motherfuckers in that room. I haven't been to their new spot yet. Wow, it's it's awesome. It's a really really great space. Uh, the people that run it are fantastic. The room sounds good for that's where we did my the first event for the the metal thing that I'm doing. We did it there, and uh, it worked out great. Um, so I think that that's a really cool space for all ages in the city. Good like mid mid sized space. Um, I mean, you, you mentioned the Smiling Moose. The Smiling Moose can be complicated at times because they usually yeah. have later shows, so they have like really early Booking curfews. Is difficult, yeah. Um, of course, you have Roboto. I'm sure there are other places that I'm forgetting right now, but um, there are places, but there we could use more. But uh, without being too much of a a Debbie Downer, I do want to just like I'm really happy about Black Forge right now, just because even just having like one new space like that open is a lot. I haven't checked their new spot out, but the even the original like the OG Black Forge is phenomenal. I've painted there twice now and I love that space. It's tiny, it's yeah. intimate. Like when people come out, they're passionate about the people they come to see. Like Black Forge is phenomenal. So I Yeah, yeah, you should out. definitely go check out the new one for sure. Oh yeah. And uh, you know, we're we've hit our hour, so we don't have to stop right away, but okay. I do want to acknowledge it. We've hit our hour and if anyone out there is still we listening. Thanks for being here. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh <laughs> With that sound effect in mind, and one last question in mind okay. regarding the Spread Love versus series, or just, you know, you two in general, food. Yep. What's the deal? You like food? How do you feel about food? <laughs> I love food. <laughs> you like food? What's your favorite food? I think we've talked about this before. But... Oh, we may have. We may have. So, Josh, what's your favorite <laughs> yeah, food? Yeah, you go first. We did um, talk about this. I remember that now. I'm a big fan of Indian cuisine. Okay. Hell yeah. Like, uh, And some... you're a vegan, right? A vegetarian. Vegetarian. I knew you were just no meat. Yeah. I like, uh, like a little palak, like, like spinach and potatoes and chickpeas, like any kind of masalas. Awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, I'm a big Indian and uh, Mexican cuisine fan. Hell yeah. I fuck with it. That's tight. So with 
the the spread love versus series and food moving forward. I know that the Thompson Club has a kitchen, but uh, I think they had a hard time maybe dealing with <laughs> oh, yeah. the, the amount of uh, the amount of orders they were getting. They didn't know it was coming. <laughs> no, they didn't. Uh, are you doing anything to prepare better for that? Oh, I think they already have a second bartender and a person back there. Yeah. For it. So it's already. It's like- crazy to me because that same day as our versus series was their. Like it, it's a social club, so like they, they have their own members. It was their member fundraiser, or it was like their member picnic. like picnic. So they already knew they were going to have a huge turnout on their side of things. Why? Like they just were very questionable, I guess, of what we had to bring to the table. So I, I'm happy to hear that they're going to have two bartenders and some extra people in the back because I had a few people tell me at the end of the night, like oh. I didn't even get my food order. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. The painter Aaron, who's doing the second one. Or had to order a burger twice because he ordered the first time and someone else ate it. Oh, no. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, they're going to they're gonna realize what we're bringing the second time. That's what sure. happens when it's and new, though. So like, you don't know what to expect. My final idea that I want to give you. Okay. If you ever move this to a different, if you move this to a different venue oh, and you're able one. to do this, you got to have uh, some food trucks that have yeah. to food battle. Oh, oh man! And we could have a whole donating aspect where uh-huh. it's the food, tr- the food trucks. Yeah, wow, that's a great idea. That's my, that's my, that's my final idea. There's already like for five my food brain, trucks that come to mind. For my brain <laughs> to you on that, I but, think that would be fun too. We're thinking about uh, comedians between the bands too battling. Yeah, you could As even do like a stand-up set in between tear up, take like take down. So the comedian thing could be hard. Um, I guess you, if they did more of like a um. Like a, like a roasting each other sort of thing. Mm, yeah. But I feel like you would have to really, you know, vet out the people that you're doing because sometimes I'm all for comedians saying whatever the fuck they want to say about mm-hmm. whatever they want to say. Yeah. It, it doesn't bug me. A joke's a joke. I think it's fine. But with a lot of people, some people are sensitive to that. Definitely. My opinion on that is, well, if you're sensitive to that, don't go to a comedy show. But if you put somebody in an environment like what you're doing, where it's a mixture of everything, you might have people that might not understand what they're it. getting into. Yeah. And you're going to kind of like throw that a was hot a huge potato in their lap. That was our big problem with our set for with, that show. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just because, you know, we're kind of offensive and we're like, oh, it's a versus series. Let's have some fun with this shit. Oh, okay. And then, you know, I was worried about that across the board. Like there was a few people involved where I'm like, I don't know what your shit talk's gonna look like, you know? Like yeah. and now I know that like, you know, what 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 to expect and what I should probably do for shows and not do for shows. Yeah, I always have like too much empathy when I'm going into events like that because like I feel like I could be a real motherfucker. Yeah. But if I see like some like there's for I'm not gonna call anybody out based on anything. But there were some people in that room that were very obviously not there to see what I was doing. Yeah. But they were still there watching us and being respectful. So as much as I wanted to shit talk, I also wanted to be respectful mm. of them <laughs> being there and not be too much of a dick. Definitely. Because I didn't want to, you know, offend somebody. Yeah, that's, so, the, that's the line I walk. Because, like, if, if I say me and you were battling, and we're like, hey, what shouldn't I say? What uh, bother you? You're like, hey, don't say this about my hat. I'm like, I'm going to say that fucking thing. <laughs> and that's what I'm walking as a performer and a promoter. Yeah. Because I'm trying to do this and still do my thing as the music. And it's like, I can't do that song. Well, I think it's just interesting because, I mean, like, uh, 
you're obviously the oldest person in this building right now. Um, <laughs> and I'm probably the second oldest. And, you know, I come from a time frame where, like, just there wasn't so much emphasis on uh, empathy towards others' feelings mm. in, like, a artistic aspect when I was coming up. And I'm sure definitely oh. in your and your I grew up on Zappa. Yeah, in your era. So um, era. I'm you. not somebody that's like, oh, I think like people should be able to run around, you know, calling, you know, gay people the F word, oh, things like sure that. Not. Like I'm not, I'm not I'm not like okay, like, you know, there's a there's a line between like saying whatever you want to say and just talking like a, a fucking immature idiot. Like yeah. I don't think people should be immature idiots. But uh it's like really surprising just to see like there's still things that like you know, I could say, and it's like, oh shit, like mm-hmm. it's still like maybe too much for somebody. So trying to be like aware of that it's is tough. like really hard. Like, cause like, cause I don't want to be a dick. I want to, I want to be respectful of people that are coming out to see me. But at the same time, it's like, well, I don't want to like, uh, not shit talk with like, well, the, like it's, it's not, I, I don't want to like jeopardize my art to like make you feel better about being yeah. here. Yeah. But okay. I think that there's a way to like, Mix the two. I, I, I prefer. I like being a dick, but I also don't want you to feel bad. Sure, that's kind of how my the line, like you're saying, like the line you try to cross. Like I'm gonna say some bizarre ass shit. Don't take offense to it. I'm really not serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm just having a good time, and that's what we do is try to do that tight work, tight rope walk of, of having a good time and not offending people. Yeah, and it's tough because everybody's always offended. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's. It, it for me, it would just be really silly to like think about you know what you were wearing and you saying whatever you're saying oh, and just having somebody be like, oh, I take this guy seriously. Oh, my, <laughs> <laughs> like it, it my, should be very. My odd. aunt was at the show, first time ever seeing me perform. <laughs> we played our song "Chipped Ma'am," which is about female circumcision. Oh, okay. I say some questionable lyrics. <laughs> My wife had her dancing to the song. After the song, it was the uh, Sachem's turn to play. I got off stage and grabbed a beer, and my aunt's like, you know, I heard every word you said. I was like, fuck. <laughs> That's not good. People, But people like, we, our drummer said, I watched six people walk out when you were singing that song. It's like, yeah, I, I understand that. And certain things you understand, but you're not going to change. But certain things you understand, you're like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Like that's crossing the line on a political or a, or a personal standpoint, or this thing is crossing the line on. Oh, you're just being a sensitive prick. Sure. Yeah. And I'm trying to do that. Where if you walk out because you're a sensitive prick, that's fine. Yeah, I mean. But if you're like, that's offensive because I'm I'm being a total. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, it's it's a hard call. Everybody's different, and everybody has their own unique takes on the. The world and things that they want to hear and things that they don't want to hear. I just think it's important to be transparent and try to be, you know, empathetic with other people and understand where they're coming from. Because I think, you know, everybody, regardless of race, gender, sexual preference, whatever, everybody is equally as capable of being a total fucking piece of shit. It doesn't fucking matter. So it's just a matter of like, oh, you know, if are we having this conversation because you're genuinely offended or are you being selfish and you just want to 
be like an attention grabber and just be loud about something. You just want to be an asshole because you know you can. There's people that are like that. But there are also people that just genuinely don't want to hear things. Oh, yeah. It's just a matter of like understanding where somebody's coming from. Because, yeah, taking offense is almost popular at certain things. But if, yeah, if you're so really serious bothering somebody, stop it. Yeah. But if you're just like, oh, that's, you shouldn't, like, fuck you, man. You're just on your computer like it. That effect, like, I'm not even talking about anything. Why are you upset about it? Because like, it's cool to be upset about things. Yeah. It's just funny because I feel like um, I know a lot of people that are pretty not controversial. And I would say that uh, Zachary Rudder is probably one of the least controversial people <laughs> that I know. And I think it's just another funny thing about the two of you working side by side on Seriously. this just because, like, you know. He's corrupted me. <laughs> yeah, that's well, what corrupted is. you with kindness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's I've been what? in a few situations with this dude where I'm like, oh, man, he is off the rails right now. I don't even know what to do with myself. He loves so much I actually have to hate. <laughs> That's so funny. That's funny. But so, yo, one last time, October 19th versus Series 2, Spread Love Army. Drop the rest of the info, all the performers, where they can go, okay. how Let's they can, uh, you know, Spread how they can Love be involved. Army. Versus series, October 19th, we have a Facebook event page, round two, helping out the Boys and Girls Club of Western Pennsylvania. It's going to be a good time. Winners are declared through crowd donations, so we need you guys to come out and help us raise money for this charity. It can't be him again. It can't be him again. Vote for somebody else. I did win the artist versus series last time, so help me win a second time. (laughs) Let's take that reign. I want to do it. Artists. Who are the artists? Who are the artists? We have me, myself, Zachary Rudder, Lisa Ann, uh, Kristen Cortez and Aaron Simpson. Take away the musicians. We have Alexa Terrestrial versus the Summer Camp. We have God Hates Unicorns destroying the Molecule Party. And then we have Skylight and Layla Rhodes going at it in the Octagon. Oh, it's going to be good. It's going to be so good. Yeah, that's definitely awesome. So definitely be sure if you're not doing anything on that day. To go out, check out that event, look them up on Facebook. If you are familiar with God Hates Unicorns, I know that there's internet stuff for that. Zachary Rudder Art, there's internet stuff for that as well. And uh, that's it. There we go. Anything else you want to say before we wrap this up? Dude, thanks for having us. It's been great. Yes, thank you very much. You're very, very welcome. Thanks for being a part of the first one, man. We yeah, love having no, you. I look, I look, I look forward to it. You know, hopefully we'll get to do it again down the line oh, sometime. Definitely. You know, I'll be able to. Why am I just like pulling the mic? <laughs> why am I doing that? That's fucking so dumb. But yes, I look forward to being a part of it sometime down the line. And yeah. uh, outro. And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. One last time, Josh. Zach, I don't even know what to call you guys as a team. Do you have a team name? Zach hates unicorns. Zach <laughs> no, hates no, unicorns. No. <laughs> that works. Yeah, that's it. Zach hates unicorns. Thank you guys so much for being here. I'll be back again in a few days with another episode. Tricking y'all motherfuckers, because actually when this goes up, I am in Disney World. But hey. thanks to scheduling things on the internet. You don't even know it. You just think I'm here in Pittsburgh, but nah, motherfucker. I'm hanging out with the mouse. And uh, But I'll still be back in a few days with another episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat 2019. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening. Get that slow fade.